tea with slice of shade. It's Naidichi in the place to be. I love the singing today. I always love to sing. Okay. I can't sing. So when I listen back, I'm always just like, no, why'd you do that? But I still love it. <laughs> I'll sing every time. Facts. It's Zibs, live in the flesh, raw, uncut. And welcome back to Tea with a Slice of Shade. No, honestly, I have been, like, waiting. Itching. So, yeah, itching. Itching. To record. I love when you're itching to record. No, honestly. I love that. Because you know what? The world is fucked right now. Right now, a lot of things are going on. A lot of a things. Lot of things. Going. I don't know where to start. Yeah, and guys, just 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 to preface, like, yes, we talk about like pop culture and all that stuff, but we also like to talk about like politics and things that mean something to us mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. that make a difference. Do you know what I mean? So, hundred like, percent. Yeah, it's not every day shade. Some days, yeah. to be honest, no, it's shade, always shade. But it's shade always, the government. No, hundred percent. Shade the government. Hundred percent. Shade the man. No, okay. the man. Shade the man. Listen, they're getting all this shade, honey. And if you've been following us for a while, you'll know that like this isn't new. This yeah. isn't a new like problematic topics are our bag. Yeah, a little bit controversy. Scandal. No, like I feel like we should probably go back. And maybe yeah. talk about some of the things that maybe haven't happened this week. Okay. So, like, I think what we were speaking about just before we started recording is what okay. we should speak about yeah. first. Okay, cool. Um, do you want to kick off? Yeah, sure. So, basically, guys, so obviously, we, me and Zeno, we live in London. Mm-hmm. And right now, I think we're seeing a really high rise in reporting mm. of, you know, black kids not just black kids, actually, just kids in general yeah. being victims of knife crime. Mm-hmm. And I think as us being like 26 and a little bit older, mm. I think it's kind of our duty to speak and be open and kind of give, I don't know, not give hope, but just kind of give a different an adult's perspective. But we're not adult, but we're young. Yeah. yeah, like a young person's perspective on this topic because end of the day like there's so much like parents can say and adults can say and like old white people on sky news can say yeah but it doesn't always land i think especially when you're trying to speak to younger people like that are you know 16 17 15 like we were once those ages too yeah and i think thinking as a 16 year old i wouldn't i'm not hearing the opinion of an old white guy on sky news i'm hearing the opinion of young people so anyway with that being said like a two or three weeks ago, a young girl called Eliane Andam was Wait, moved. hold on. Before you get okay. into it, sorry. Go for it. I just want to say, like, what Naya is about to talk about, in my opinion, triggering. isn't a... Uh, yeah, it, one, it is triggering. So, like... And a lot of the topics we're going to be speaking about today are, are going to be triggering. Yeah, so, like, genuinely, if this isn't for you, like, I would just take a moment to, like... Like, I don't, not to say that I don't want the listen. Obviously, I want the listen. But, like, honestly, I would take a Clock moment. Off. To just, we won't yeah, take it, this isn't, it This isn't for you. Because what we're not trying to do is trigger anyone. But at the end of the day, we do need to talk about these things. And I don't want this situation with what you're about to speak about um, to be considered, like, a knife crime issue. Because, in my opinion, it's not a knife it's crime not. issue. It's not. Um, but I think we need to... Society issue. Bruh. I think what we need to do is we need to be able to recognize and be able to speak on topics that affect our community. And I think what Naya and I are doing is like the media make it seem as though like knife crime is a black on black issue or like mm. one of these things. And we're just here to say that it's not. Like knife crime exists within so many different spaces. It affects so many different races. Amen. And, you know, here in the UK where guns aren't aren't legal, like I know we've got listeners, you know, all over the world, but like Guns are not legal here. You cannot go to your Asda or your Walmart or wherever and get a gun. So mm. this is kind of like the issue, the main issue that's being 
like that occurs for young people when it comes to like violence in the UK. So I just wanted to say that so you can sure. kind of like understand a little bit of the context before mm. we get into like the shocking things that like Naya's obviously going to speak about and introduce. Because for me, the reason why this Eliane story, basically, let me give you a preface of Eliane. So Eliane is a 15 year old, um, I think she's got an name black girl that lives in Croydon mm-hmm. and that's in South London by the way South London not really in London but it's like more Surrey but yeah South but London. people that you know they claim it yeah that's really a claim, love it. To claim South London, you, but I just give, I just give it to y'all your postcode is CR that is not a London but then postcode. people say HA is Northwest so who am I to argue who am I to judge who am I, who am I to judge <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, so she, this is not even funny. Why are we making, why are we making jokes? Like, why because, do we laugh? Because black people, we do this. Okay, okay, okay. I'm trying to be serious, okay. No, it's a serious topic, but there's, there's jokes in the postcode. Jerry, <laughs> 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 right. Okay, okay. So, Eliane was 15 years old and she was murdered at eight o'clock on a Wednesday morning during morning rush hour on her way to school. Mm-hmm. So from what I, what we know of the story is she and her friend were together outside the shopping center called Whitgift, which is a kind of a shitty shopping center. If I'm very honest, I've been there before. It's very shit. They were um, on their way to school. You know. They were on their way to school. You know yeah, the waiting by the bus stop. You know the ones just yeah. waiting with your girls. Yeah. Like, oh, you know, same way I would meet you at, you know, whatever corner. Yeah. And we would wait what, at the bus and we'd stop. we'd walk to school, walk to together. school together. It was just a, no, just a normal, normal day. day. Very normal, normal day. day. Doing normal things. Things. So she was waiting on her way to school. And then the ex-boyfriend of her friend approached the girl and with some flowers, I believe, from what I've read. She mm-hmm. approached the girl with flowers and I think was trying to get back with her. And the girl basically said, no, I'm, like, I'm not interested. Just to add some context, the ex-boyfriend is over the age of 16. Yeah. He, I think he's 17. He's 17 years old. From what I've read, he's 17. So she's then rejected him. He's gotten angry, pulled out a knife. And from what I've read, Elian steps in to protect her friend mm-hmm. and he cuts Elian in the neck. Mm-hmm. She unfortunately bleeds out and dies there on the street mm-hmm. in Croydon. This is all happening at the bus stop. All and the bus is there. Packed bus. There's people walking by. Not like Loads of people day. try Imagine to help. Imagine school rush hour. Yeah. Normal day. And where this road is, it's such a busy Dual road. Carriageway, it's such basically. a busy road. I've driven past that road so many times. It's so, so busy. So obviously people around people have seen. So she's there on the ground. People have rushed out to help. They've come with towels. Police arrive on the scene within two minutes, but unfortunately they're unable to save her and she passes away. Mm-hmm. So I think the reason why for me the story resonates so deeply and it cuts my soul is because when you look at someone like Eliane, she genuinely looks like me. Yeah. She looks like any of us. Yeah. Like she's it's like looking in a mirror. Like this could 100%. have been my sister, this could have been my cousin, this could this could have been any of us. Yeah. And that's why for me the story is so it it's so deep and it's so layered. And I think one thing that I struggle with when it comes to talking about the issue of knife crime is the consensus always needs to be on, but what about the parents? What about the parents? What are the parents doing? What are the parents doing? And that's another narrative that really bothers me. But with Eliane's case, I think this is a femicide. This is a femicide. And and femicide is a major issue in London and in the UK. But when it's black schoolgirls, this is like, at at what point do we make this like a government issue? At what point do we step in and say, do you know what? We need to take measures into our own hands. We need to take this more seriously. I don't think having more police is the answer. If the I'm police honest. that... <laughs> I, don't think the, I don't think having more police is the answer. I, I think that I always 
look at the age of these kids and I always mm. bring it back to that because I always think that when I was 16, 17 and in those pivotal ages, even before that when I was 12, 11, 10, yes, um, I was obviously in a good situation, but I knew that my parents always kept me busy in things. And back in those, in those days, it wasn't even that long ago, but there was ways that the government would subsidize parents to help pay for after school club, breakfast club, things that would involve their children being in like societal groups amongst other kids or they'll form friendships in safe spaces. Mm. And I think with these children, those pivotal ages and those incentives have are no longer a thing. 100%. They're no longer around. When I was speaking to my hairdresser, she was like, yeah, like with my kids, when I had to work, I would have to take, send them to summer school or to after school club or to breakfast club and, and to all these drama clubs and all these things. And the government would help me pay for it and I'll just pay like a subsidized fee. Yeah. So these were things that were around at a time. In, in all honesty, they kept kids off the street. They kept them away from engaging with the wrong types of crowd. And I think it's very dangerous when people say things like, oh, what about grime music? What about drill? What about all these internet things? I'm like, Drill and Graham have been here for de- for years. Generations. <laughs> yeah. Generations. Like, yeah. hip-hop music has been here since the 80s. It, yeah. it, it didn't create more violence. It was birthed out of violence. People that were doing these things and that were engaging in these communities came from violent backgrounds already. They're talking... That it's almost a form of poetry. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And they see music as sort of their escapism and out, out of their situation. But put that aside... My thing is, is that we need to look at these young people and these children that are in these situations and understand how did we get here? Yeah. How did we get here? Because there are two there are two people hurting. That boy's family, I can t- I promise you that I know his mother did not raise him to carry a freaking machete or whatever the fuck he carried and kill a woman, kill a girl. I can tell you for but a fact I can his mum never at the did same that. Time, his- and the same way Eliane's mum, she's going to grieve for the rest of her life because her child didn't deserve that 100% but do you know what it is I think I agree with you but I don't no fair like, yeah, that's not the reason why is I think with the case of Eliane like we have been told for years like girls women violence like my even this this year when I was going to carnival with my girls mm. my mum says said to me and the girls like make sure if you're not interested in any guy, don't disrespect him, da, 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 be safe. Mm-hmm. My mom's saying that because she knows what men are like. Yeah. She knows that if you say the wrong thing to a guy in front of his friends or reject him, you or embarrass him. him, embarrass him, you could die. Like, you could die. He That's could turn around, truth. literally, same way it happens, you know, here in the UK. It's very evident in, like, places like India. Yeah, like, that was, like, a massive cannot, issue in India. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's very, very common. Like, guys know that they have the advantage when it comes to physical strength most of the time with women and young girls. And unfortunately, with this situation as well, like, it brings on predatory behaviour. Like, what is a 17-year-old doing with a 15-year-old girl? Like, hmm. these girls went to private school. Like, you can assume that people who go to private school are in certain spaces, for example. Mm-hmm. They're doing everything that you've said. Their mothers are making sure that, you know, they're staying out of trouble and they're mixing with the right people and they're doing X, Y, and Z. But at the end of the day, this young girl, unfortunately, still got killed on her way to school. Like, on her way to school. 
Like it's so tragic. It doesn't matter what you what programs you put people in or what you do, it's all about the mindset at the end of the day. Mm. And I think when I see and I hear that, you know, a 17-year-old boy left his house with a machete, right? That means he put that in his leg. That's the only way you're hiding this machete because it wasn't in your back. It was mm. in your leg. Mm. I'm not trying to bait out my family, mm. but I have some family that they're, they're on the shits. Mm. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, I know what my cousins can do and I know what certain family members are on. Like, I'm not going to cap here mm. at all. Mm. And I know in my heart of hearts that even my family members that are the bad seeds or the ones that mess around with the wrong people, they would never do anything like that to a woman. They mm. would never. Like, when it, I'm not saying that I don't know people that carry knives. I 100% do. And those people, if got rejected, would never... The option is that yeah. wouldn't that would wouldn't never be the reason that take the L when you keep pushing a hundred percent. The reason why they're even carrying it is not to so that they can be stabbing girls. It's so that when they go to crazy areas where they know these People guys get busy, yeah. they've got something to protect themselves. And I don't even agree. I'm not saying I agree with that because I don't. But that's their reason why they're carrying it. So with this situation, mm. for me, and I was talking to my mum about it. Because my mom was like, oh, but she said what you said. Oh, the parents, I feel so... Did-. No, 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 no. There's absolutely no way that you do not know that your son is on stuff like that. I'm so sorry. You cannot be like that you naive. Can. You, can, you can. That is your fault as a parent. I'm so sorry. So you, yeah. it, 100, 120% it is. You can't... You know, what, you, know what your ch- you know your children. If I'm selling drugs or if I'm doing something, trust me, my mom's going to know. There's no way... My mum doesn't know. Mm. Even I'm sorry, bro, to bet our business. When my brother was carrying, we knew. We knew. We're gonna black that out. No, we don't need to black anything out. Uh-huh. We knew. You can like he's not he's not he's not doing this anymore. We knew. Like you trust me, like you know that your kids on it. Like, trust me. People, parents know mm. these things. And if they don't know, it's because they're absent. And I'm gonna be a thousand percent honest yeah, with you. That's no fair. present, no no present mother, no present father, no someone that's present in the house. You're telling me you didn't know that your child was going to school. Like, you're telling me you you were completely oblivious that your child carries weapons. You would see it in the way that he walks, bro. Like, th- these things, like... Uh, do you know what... You know, you know. You know. Do you I'm know not saying it's... it's the parent's fault. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, you know what your child is like. We all know what your, your child... Right. You know what your child is like. And I just think, like, the fact that his instinct and his mm. his mindset was you know what she's rejected me i'm gonna do that off the bat it's a combination of things because yeah. he thought that that was the acceptable response mm-hmm. do you know what i'm trying to say and it's like the not i don't want to say the younger generation because i don't even think it's a generational thing people men have men boys have men have been, been like way. this yeah they've always they've been, been like this, this yeah so i'm not going to excuse the behavior but at the end of the day i just feel like 8am in the morning on your way to school these babes go to private school you're in South London come on man like come on man like there's absolutely no way like there's certain things that I could hear like ah your cousin did this ah this person did this or so yeah I hear that Mm. like it's not it's not shocking that's why I'm saying like this one's shocking though no no this is shocking but I'm saying for like me for example with family members that's what I'm saying like for you to carry a knife right there's two types of people that carry it. People that are about it and people that are not about it. Mm. 
for you to be even put yourself in a position where you're like, yeah, let me get a machete. Machete is not something you just find in the kitchen, you know? Mm-mm. You have to go and find a machete. Yeah. Why are you getting a machete yeah. legally? Mm. That's, do, you get what I'm trying to, do you get what I'm trying to say? Like, yeah. for you to be in that process, you're about it. You're not just someone trying to play, play roadman. Yeah. <laughs> this isn't, you know, oh, I want to, I just want to be, a, like, bro, how are you hiding a machete? You can't just order a machete on Amazon. They're asking you for ID. Like, bro. But you can actually order knives of Amazon. Yeah, but they're still going to ask you for ID when it comes. Same when when you buy alcohol. Because it's like, unless you're doing it for, what do you call it? Like, I type in a machete and look yeah. at this. A multi-point prong that you put in your hand. Mm-hmm. That's something you put in your hand and you use to, like, stack. But you know when you get this to the door, same way crazy. with alcohol, it'll be like, I do required. Because you're not allowed. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Yeah. So, unless someone, that's why I'm saying, like, there's a difference between, oh... Maybe I'm just carrying a knife because I want to be bad. You know, you've always got those wannabe gangsters. Yeah. And it's like, cool, kitchen. Maybe your mum's thinking, ah, oh, where's the knife gone from the... Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. this is your about it. Like, yeah. you're a serious guy. So I'm like, fair enough, your parents might have not thought you had it in you to do that. But you're telling me that no one around you knew that you were bad. Like, you're bad vibes. Yeah. There's no way people didn't know. Like... I already have an image portrait. Someone that's even carrying a machete in their pants at eight o'clock in the morning. You already know what we're looking. Do you know what I mean? Like I the know kind you of look, person I know you the are. type of person you are. You think you're about it. You're banging for ends. Like you think yeah. you're all that. Like you probably smoke weed. Like yeah. not to say that you know if you want to do what you want for recreational use, that's your own. But yeah. like you know all of the stereotypes. Like bro, that's you. He's fitting the stereotype. You're fitting the stereotype. So yeah. I think like it's also down for parents and for there to be more male role models because I'm sick and tired of women talking about, oh, you know, stop killing us. Hello? Why are we telling, begging you to stop killing us? Where are the men? When these things happen, I never hear, oh, we need to educate our men to respect women. They're always talking about knife crime and knife on knife. Bro, this is beyond knife crime. They don't respect us Mm. because they think, why should I have to tell someone even at my age of 26, I have, I'm married, I have a boyfriend for a guy to leave me alone. Not, I'm not interested. That's not enough, you know? Yeah. That's not enough. Mm-hmm. That's a problem. Someone can slap your bum and what? I've, how, how many times have I t- spoken on this podcast about, oh, I'd be on the train and I have to turn my Bluetooth off because I would randomly get dick pics Apple, on airdrop. airdrop. Do you know what I mean? It's like, this. It doesn't, it doesn't end here. There are so many little things. It's layered. Exactly. There are so many layers to this, mm. right? And I think that it's so frustrating when a situation like this happens and then you, the men are so fucking silent. Like, where are the to men? To be fair, I won't lie. To be fair, I do feel like Eliane's murder had sparked a conversation amongst men the as wrong well. conversation in my opinion no, okay because maybe they're focusing too much on the knife crime they're rather focusing, focusing on the femicide the it's not about that yeah i think i think two truths can exist i think they, no. i think two truths can exist i do agree with you though that the knife crime issue is a problem and also the male ego is a problem i think that's what men need to discuss we need to actually deconstruct where this mindset has come from because my thing where is, you believe that being rejected by a yeah. woman is a hit on your ego. This Rather is it. than it just being like, all right, she ain't interested, that's fine. And why are we not talking about the fact that this is illegal and he's a predator? Hello? You're 17. What are you doing with a... Fi- I'm pretty sure he was 18. No, 17. 17. What were you doing with a 15-year-old? We yeah. We also need to... No, because... Yeah, yeah, that's fine. When we're older, like, I'm so sorry, like, when we were in school, like, 
Bro, we're underage. We're actually underage. Yeah. No, what are 17 year olds doing talking to 15 year olds? I don't understand. Yeah. I don't understand. You're in sixth form and mm. you're here talking to someone. You're preparing for university and you're talking to someone in year nine. No, it's weird. In now year that, nine. Now that you say that, it's weird. In year nine. But I just want to, I want to go back to what you're saying about the parents. And the reason why I disagree with you is, no, but the reason I disagree with you is that you have to understand how everything is connected. Mm -hmm. Like right now, yes, we're in a cost of living crisis. You have to look at things like how interest rates have been going up consistently over, over year, over the past few years. Right. And also people's wages haven't really been changing that much. And you have to also look at how there's been cuts to like benefits and different caps like 100%. that. So parents are working So now we're up. talking about parents on the lower end of the income. Well, I'm not- Because a... you're talking about benefits and all of this. So that's only going to impact let, people let, on low let, income. Let, let, me, let me land, because okay, it, cool. it, can, it can impact a, a right, wide range of people. You don't have to just be low income family to have benefits. There's other benefits you can get, like working tax credits and different types of benefits you can receive, even if you are working class. Okay. Middle to working class, there are. So with that being said, I'm I'm under the I believe that yes you can be as involved as you can be in your children's lives. However, end of the day you need to work to make ends meet. So if you're working from nine to five, you're going to the, you're leaving your house at what seven seven thirty eight. You're coming home six thirty seven. You have times with with your kids that you miss. There are things that you can miss, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna blame someone for trying to do better for their family. Mm. I don't know this person's family, I don't know. But um, from what I can assume is that if you are working those hours and if you are at work and you're providing, then that that to me, I can't blame you. You're, you're an adult, you're figuring this out. You're just a human being, you're figuring out as 100%. well. And also on the flip side, if you weren't doing those things and you were trying to seek to reap benefits and to do this and to do that, people will say, why don't you go out and get a job? So there's, at the end of the day, as a parent, you can't really win. You can you can be as involved as you want. I'm telling you this from my own... And I'm I, speaking from, from my own experience. From my own, no, from my own experience. Same. You can be doing some shit and your parents will never know. I, I promise you that. Honestly. I promise you, you that. You you can be doing some and shit also, your don't and your parents know, but it's your even, responsibility. Even if your parents do You're know... responsible. One second. Even if your parents do know yeah. and you tell them, this, is, this isn't on. It's just some bullshit. You need to fix. You need to fix your shit. And they take things away from you. They punish you. They ground you. You can jolly well go outside and do the same thing at the next day. Hey, I can't stop you. I can't stop you at seven. At seventeen, think about how stubborn we were at seventeen. If my parents said I'm not going to go somewhere and I want to go, I'm sneaking out and I'm going. There's only so much parenting you can do. There you is. are a you 100%, are a human 100%, being. But I cannot hold is, you down. My hold point you down is, and say this point, is wrong. My if point you is, think you this is know, right, my point and is, you're ten toes you in what you want to do, bro, you're going to do that shit. Bro, regardless of whether they want to do it or not, my point is that you will still know if you're like. I'm sorry. The, the world has been in shit. There's been economic crisis. There yeah. have been so many things have been happening. And parents who are still fucking busy, who still work three... Bro, I know people whose mums work night shifts and they still know what's going on in their child's lives. I'm so sorry. You are the one that decided to... Have, you could have had an abortion. I'm sorry. If you decided to be a parent, it's up to you until a certain age you are responsible for your children. Yeah, but I'm so I, sorry. I, so I, at I, the end of the I, day, no one is saying that you are controlling these people. But what I'm saying is you cannot act like you do not know. It is your response. It's not good enough. It's your responsibility to know what's going on with your child. So you're saying the parents should be punished as well? I didn't say that. I just said the parents, obviously, they know what type of child they have. 
you it shouldn't be surprising to you to hear that oh your child carries a knife or oh your child is involved with the wrong people that shouldn't be a shock it might be a shock that your child did this but it's not going to be a shock like i have worked with rough kids i've worked with kids who've come out of prison trust me the parents know what's going on bro they know what's going on like you know what type of child you have you know you know so what's, if your so child what's the solution straight. the solution to what to having a child like that to having a child like that is for you to be involved that's preventing be involved measures. in what it depends what child you have like a child that's carrying a knife a child that's yeah a child that's carrying a knife what what would you recommend for a parent to do in order to succumb to these kind of it's, situations it's, it's definitely very complex but it depends you have to actually figure out one why they're carrying the knife as i've said there are some <clears throat> there are some people that are carrying the knife for show there are mm. some people that are carrying it because they're they, about that they are about it and they genuinely feel like they need to in order mm. to survive. Mm-hmm. So it could be a change of... Like, some people, it's moving them from school, moving moving the school that they go to. Like but they'll still be in the same in the same house. They should be it's not about the well. house. It's not about necessarily the house. So you think... Because I see it as more as, like, the area that, you're, the area that you're living in can influence those decisions. Not necessarily. Because where they're at school, they not, are, that, have the school got the protection is where the inf- of the teachers. But this is the thing. The school is where the influence comes from because it's the people who are at the school and the friends. It's not necessarily the area. Okay. That's why they disbanded on um, youth centres and youth groups because the government felt like that was a way that crimes were basically forming. That's why, you know how before you're like, oh, we don't have any of this, we don't have any of this. It's because the government leveraged that. They were like, oh, these are hubs for crimes to stop. And that's why they closed down loads of youth centres and youth clubs in black communities. So it's not even necessarily the area. Sometimes it is literally the schools that people go to. It's the, like, it is literally that. Mm. Like, you can live, there are people, for that. example, who might live in, like, I don't know. Say you live in my like my part of Northwest, West West London, for example, Labrador Grove, and you go to school within Labrador Grove. You're not seeing the, the people that you're seeing that are carrying the knives or your friends. They all go to your school. They're all in the same area. Mm. For example, that is why my mum made sure that I didn't go to school in my area. I went to school in Mohill. Yeah. <laughs> because my mum knew that, okay, if I go to school in Halston, for example, if I go to school in Grove, I might... Um, speak to certain people and I might form different habits I might have a different lifestyle it's true and I'm not going to lie to you the people that I know that went to those schools some are doing really really good some not so good but I know but the school that I went to in Mill Hill everyone's doing good yeah. there's a very small number of us that aren't so your school plays a very very big factor that's not a lot that's you, so true to be fair because my mum even we moved out of Collindale to where I live now because mum didn't want us to go to school in Collingdale. And that's, and you even see that moved so we could get into so my school. Many, there are so many, diff- do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. those environments definitely play one factor. Speaking to someone as well, like, we've spoken also, so many times. Sorry, no, no, sorry. Yeah. And also, it's also uh, education as well, yeah. on the parents' side. 100%. Because I think a lot of parents aren't educated in they things like They don't know like what school. to do. Because my mum always says, like, if, if I didn't, talk to people and research about schools, I would have never known to move to Mohawk County. Exactly. When my mum first came here, she had a place in South East London and she didn't know that South East London was the ghetto. She didn't know Camberwell was the hood. She didn't know. She was like, I discovered that by talking to people and realising that, oh, like North West London is the better area. There's more Nigerians there. Exactly. Move straight away. We need to go there. Exactly. That was her mindset. So it came via education. Exactly. But some people don't have the connections and the education to even know what what is happening. Exactly. Because a lot of people think, like, I think, especially if you're from, I'm only speaking from a Nigerian. I'm a Nigerian, so I'm only speaking from a Nigerian perspective. A lot of people think that if you come to London, you're fine. Yeah. You're fine. That's it. 
I'm just in London, I'm safe, and I got and I it's can okay. make money and that's it. It's about okay. where I am. It's about where I am. I'm in London. I made it. I made it. <laughs> Literally. But they don't realise that actually no, like even the within areas. London, it's an ecosystem. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, Woolwich is a like they call it mini Lagos, but there's places in Woolwich where are very, very dangerous and you yeah. don't really want your child to be affiliated with schools and different people around it. So I I do understand what you're coming from. But then at the same time of that mindset, it's like because you don't understand like these nuances, like remember we're born and raised in London, exactly. So we understand like we get the nuances and what is what is heard and what is yeah. getting. And what but you're is, not gonna know. Da, 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 but you're not gonna know. Well, you can't find this on Google. You can't find it on, on Google. So you're gonna think that like, your kid listening to this kind of music, or your kid dressing on a certain kind of, your kid carrying certain, not carrying a knife, but your kid acting in a certain kind yeah. of way. It's just you know their London environment, environment. They're not just London, they're just a London kid. They're not going to realize the nuances and the exactly. issues that is. So I okay. Now Which, that we've unpacked that, I understand yeah. what you're but saying. But at the same better. time, as well, this is why I think it's important for you to have, like, as parents, to talk to your children. And like, a lot of African people don't do that. Sorry, not like no, don't do that. Yeah, like you need to talk to your children. Like that's why <laughs> I said, like, especially within my family, is like our parents knew. Like our parent, there was nothing we could hide. But do you think that's because you guys had really good communication? No. It was literally because we, I wouldn't even say that we talked, but it was like, maybe it's because maybe the house wasn't so big or like, you just can't hide things. Yeah. Like even for example, with like my older brother, my older brother was bad. Like he literally got shipped to Nigeria. Like he was bad. That's why I have Mm. no issue saying he used to carry. Like he got kicked out of schools. He would fight the teachers, like everything. Mm. Like he was awful. Nigeria definitely (laughs) changed him. Yeah. But like, you're growing up as a child, right? Who's cleaning your room? Your mum is. So your mum is going to be cleaning your room. Obviously, she's being nosy as fuck. She's seeing stuff. Mm. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, she's seeing stuff. So your mum is seeing, okay, he's doing that. The social media. You have to control all of these things from early. I didn't necessarily like the fact that my mum was strict in the sense of, oh, I can only use this use this till certain time or, okay, 8, 8 p.m. when he ends, ends, it's time for bed. But all of those things that she put in practice allowed me to have some discipline. Mm-hmm. Children need discipline. So if you are, you know, a parent that is working constantly, you know, and you're really busy and you've got all of these things that you need to do and you don't have that, like, that one-on-one time with your child, like, you have to put in foundations in, like, from very, very early mm. with your child to make sure that they have a system, that they have that routine. They have a routine, Because yeah. as you said, like, there are some kids, like, Let's see, that's why not every child that grows up in the block carries a knife. Because there yeah. are children that see that and they're like, I don't want this for myself. Yeah. But there are children who see that and they're like, I want this. And we And know, also we, poverty plays a massive po- role po- in it as exactly. well. Exactly. It plays a massive, a massive role. role. And we know why young kids, even now they're using young white kids on the block because they know that they're not going to be picked up by the police to go to county lines. We know why they're few go, go into this life of crime because the olders make it seem like this is a lifestyle. You can get money. You can have all of this. And they glorify it and also, so much. And also, we have a friend that works with a lot of children that are vulnerable. And I think from when I speak to her and when I hear these things, it's a lot of it actually comes down to mental health mm-hmm. and neurodivergence. And a lot of children that get into these kind of lifestyles they tend to have very, very poor mental health that yeah. is not picked up on early enough. Because it, who's, and who's it's and it? it's a pattern. So you can be in school and then you can maybe like maybe be a bit too chatty or a bit too loud. You get sent out. You spend more time outside the classroom than you do inside the class. You come into the classroom, you don't know what's going on, so you're gonna keep talking, and it starts this pattern of constantly 
getting in detention, constantly being in the penal system, constantly being a disruptor to the school. Uh-huh. And then you get expelled. Uh-huh. Then you go to a PRU. Yeah. Yeah. And then from that, it's, it's just a it's cycle. And, and then when you, you go to... Okay, go on. But like, even with that, that triggered me to think about me and you in school. Yeah. Like, if we were in another school, mm. right? If we weren't in the school that we were in, mm-hmm. Not to say that we were bad kids, right? I wasn't a bad kid. But they made they us... misunderstood. No, no, no. <laughs> I was misunderstood. But they made us feel yeah. like we were awful, Naya. Oh yeah, like, 100%. awful. Like I was so terrible. Let's imagine putting us in a school in South London now. Yeah. We would not turn out the same. We wouldn't. Yeah. We wouldn't. Yeah. Because we all we would have got the label. We would have been outside. We would have been disruptive. You wouldn't have given it. Given Even it when I was excluded from school, I've been excluded many a time, child. I would literally just spend the, spend my day inside watching Disney Channel. Like, yeah. it, my mindset wasn't to go outside and, like, hang out with random people. Exactly. Ch- I'm Free inside. day off. Free day off. <laughs> bro, there was one time we would have isolation. I'm now like, oh, make sure you choose this one. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. I was like, yeah, I'm going to be prepped. But that's because we knew. Yeah. Who we were. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, we, we didn't, we knew didn't, we this didn't define us. This didn't define However, us. However, when you're in a different system, yes. or a different place, added with the mental health that you're just talking about, preach. There's no hope. Preach. There's literally no also, hope. And also, you also need to remember like, I, I, I should, take me out of this. When it comes to these sort of systems and when stuff like poor mental health doesn't get checked, because I had a family that like Supported gave a shit, yeah, that gave they a shit. When I was they getting will, in they trouble, they, they were, they're coming to the school for me too. Oh, 100%. A lot of these children, they're, are, not, coming. they're not coming. The mum can't come. Parents, they can't, I'm at work. I'm, I'm at work. What do you if mean? If I don't come, I don't get paid. That means you're not having bread on the table. So it's either come to your school this. or bread. But in a child's eye, that, that, that could be seen as you don't neglect. Care. Yes. It's not, but it's viewed as neglect. And when you're young, so then, you don't understand. Exactly. So you're going to turn... Do you know what? I'm, I'm talking to people that I really don't know. And this is very much me no, thinking no, no. hypothetically. You're talking for people but, that I do know. So okay, I can, fine. I can, so I am speaking, trying to speak hypothetically. Percent. But it's just a sense of like, if you don't feel like you're being cared for by your primary you're caregiver, gonna you're going to find care from elsewhere. Exactly. And that's why it's like, if I'm going to say it's so fucking laid, it's so layered, like stuff like where you live. So if I'm finding care from elsewhere where I live, let's say I live in the block, so I live in a low-income area, mm-hmm. there's other kids that also have the same situation yeah. as me, and they're just chilling. Doing nothing. They're chilling outside. Chilling outside. They're kicking ball, then you're all kicking ball together. Then the oldest come, oh, you want to make some money, you're looking in your fridge, there ain't nothing there. Bro, like, I'm saying this from experience. It's, like, I know these people. It's like, genuinely this is, this a is cycle. And, but this is why I'm saying, like, it's not just it's not just one issue. It's, it's so not. layered it's and it's multiple. and it actually comes from the government. Like the yeah. government need to do things and put things in place. Like for example, during lockdown when they cancelled um free school meals and they didn't allow Bruh. stuff like that. Like how are kids gonna eat? Bruh. I'm gonna do anything if I'm seeing my mum struggle, seeing my mum work several jobs, seeing my mum cry because she can't afford fucking tins of beans. I am going to do everything that I can yeah. to make sure that I can fill that gap. A hundred percent. It's it's just, it's just a, how it's, it is. It's just how it is. And it's really sad because we we like when I think about all of the stuff that the government do, it just makes me crazy when people say that they don't care about politics. You have to care. It literally impacts everything, everything especially if you're black, brown, a any type of minority, right? Or you're any type of other. If you are not a white male you need to care about politics, like a thousand percent. Because we have seen so many things get cut. Like the disparities, it's just, 
it's so unfortunate. And even till now, as you said, like the free school meals is changing. You know, they've tried to do that multiple times, even with like um, trans rights, it's just becoming disgusting. What they're trying to do with like the A-levels now is disgusting. Like what they think about refugees is disgusting. Multiculturalism, like I know I probably shouldn't say this, but I really, really, as rich as I will ever be, and I know I'm going to make so much money, I could never vote conservative. Like, <laughs> I, I could never do it because everything about them is wrong. Like, you've literally got an Indian woman talking about how multiculturalism is wrong because people are thinking that they have their own identities and we have one identity. And I'm looking at her and I'm like, how can you even say this with confidence? Like, how can you even say this with confidence when you yourself want... You're not from here. You're not from here. Like, none of us are from here. Take away... Do you know what I really want them to do? I would love for mm. them to all... To them to be like, you know what? Everyone that's not white, send us back. Because then you will really see. Yeah. Then you will really see. You will have no one in the hospitals. Mm -hmm. No one. Pharmacists, oh, forget that. Mm -hmm. Nurses, you won't have that. Bus drivers, you won't have that. TFL... Public, like, public teachers. Public sectors, public services. Everything, everything. everything. The, whole country, would, the whole country would collapse. It would collapse. So when you're saying, oh, multiculturalism is bad and, like, we shouldn't... Bro. Get a Bro. And it's, like, bro. Yeah. I just don't understand how people can still continue to allow these people to be in power. We need to riot. The thing is... Keir Starmer's my girl. He's awful. <laughs> no, he's no, awful. No, no, no. I'm not even he's telling no you lot to vote Labour. <laughs> They're all no awful. Corbyn just needs to create his own party or we need to vote Green. We miss Jeremy we Corbyn just need so to much. Vote green. I miss Jeremy Corbyn so much. You know so something much. is wrong when Nigel Farage is condemning the Conservatives. You you know something is wrong when Katie Hopkins is, is like literally saying this is fucked. Like, Do you know what I find a bit problematic some... about that though? No, because like, I'm not going to stand up for the Conservatives and I don't really care. However... Nigel Farage and Boris Johnson was leader of the Conservative Party. He was very supportive of them. Key but talk, he's not say. now. Because and look who's in charge. Exactly. A brown man. Exactly. But what's the brown... I don't even care if that's the brown man. What's the brown man saying? Oh, no. Everything you think is bullshit. It's ridiculous. What's he saying? It's ridiculous. Because what they're even going against is the fact that... What they're even going against, which is... That's how you know what they're saying is crazy. Mm. Because... The far rights. <laughs> the Even far the far rights. rights. <laughs> I'm looking at you. Like, hold on, hold on. You're a bit too racist. Now. How can you be more racist than the whites? It doesn't even make sense. Oh, and you're God. Indian. You're Asian. Yeah. I the mean, South Asians don't fuck with you. I'm so sorry. I mean, I'm so sorry. I'm not gonna sit here and act like I haven't experienced racism at the hands of Indians, Indian people, because I have definitely. I haven't. Oh. I actually haven't. I it maybe. Do you want to talk about it? I don't care. So it happened when I was in India. And I was only in India for like a couple hours on a layover from Thailand. Oh, yeah. Yeah, do you remember this? No, I don't remember, but I remember the layover. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I had a layover in Thailand. And this is about a week back when I used to smoke cigarettes. So anyway, <laughs> me and my friend, we went to the smoking area in the airport. Okay. And as I walk in there, bearing when we've just been flying nonstop, we're super, super fucking tired. A man comes up to me with his phone and like tries to take a photo of me, like a selfie right next to me. Like didn't ask me, just got into my space and just had his camera out. And I remember just knocking his phone out of his house, like what the fuck are you doing? 
What the yeah. fuck are you doing? He goes, I want to take picture, take picture. Yeah. And then like several times I'll just be weird comments being made about like me being black. People would stare, people would point, people would laugh at me. Like it was just like, I literally felt like I was a monkey in a zoo. So to me, it's no, yeah, it's not fuck y'all, but like I have like my, one of my best friends is Indian. Do you know what I mean? So oh, hell, am I going to hate? Ah, you're one of those. Oh, oh my god. Oh, sorry. So I'm not saying that all Indians are like. This, oh no, no, definitely. But I'm not. just saying in India, I had that experience, but you know what, and though? it was very crazy. A hundred percent, and like that experience. I'm so sorry that you went through that, but I do know, and like, um, oh, I have Indian friends as well, but like. I know within the Asian community that they even this, have their own. Yeah, there's yeah, this thing about. I was literally just about to say, like the colorism there. If you are on the darker shade, like it's not. I, and this, it's a weird one because they say like if you were dark, it means that you'll be working outside for longer yeah. under the sun. So yeah. that's why you're darker. So you're more so, and that's more um, labor intensive jobs. So you're literally, seen as lower. They're very. In a there, there is a the colorism there is, yeah, it's not good. But we've hop skipped and jumped so far from our. No, no, but we've we've got to the the crux, the crux of what we're <laughs> the crux to talk about. of it. But I think I do want to speak about the government right now yeah. because I just feel like <sighs> I don't even know what to say. Like I could cry oh, when I think about it. Don't cry. No, because we just live in a world where it's not getting better, and I want it to get better for us. Yeah, like I genuinely I need, I need it to, it to get better. Like yeah. I need I need it to be to get better. Yeah. And it just feels like every time I read the news or I turn on the telly, I just see something and I'm just like, this can't be real. Mm. Like, this can't be real. Like, our prime minister, who we didn't vote for, <laughs> is out here making speeches to the world, mm-hmm. saying these crazy things. Yeah. Like. And thing is, when you say, as a prime minister, when you're saying these things in such a wild state, like the, like the conservative conference is like well, it's like the major conference yeah. of the year where they really set out their plans for the remain the remainder of their term where they set out exactly what they want to achieve and what mm-hmm. they think is important for our community and i i just struggle to understand why they believe revoking trans rights is this major issue that needs to be on the top of the priority list when we're in a fucking cost of living crisis right. like energy bills have gone through the ro- gone through the roof no one can people afford to live eat. people can't afford their you, mortgages have you seen the food bank sister people the food bank is up by like 50 percent. like right. it's crazy right so why do you believe that you know trans people using female bathrooms is the main and issue is at what, hand this is what HS he said fucking two is the main issue at hand hs people can't, cancelled people can't eat no that's what i'm saying it's crazy like, people can't eat right and he said and i quote he and the do you know what <laughs> do you know what annoys me about like fucking sky news as well so he said and i quote we shouldn't be bullied into believing people can be any sex they want to be they can't a man is a man and a woman is a woman. What was and, the point you of that? Know, and you know that the like the Sky News, you know when they pan to the camera, they've got one black babe there just clapping. And I'm just like, oh, you fucking Of course coon. they did. You've like, why? Dance monkey, dance. Literally. Dance monkey. Like, why? <laughs> like, why do you have to be there? Why? Of course, of course. It's of course. so annoying. And it's just like, then you've got um, the Home Secretary, yeah. Um, trans women have no place in women's wards. And then they went to do the survey and it's like, no one's complained about this. No one's, no nobody one gives asking, a care. No nobody cares. Asking. Nobody cares. No one is Like, I, I can't stress how this much nobody issue. cares. This is not an issue. If I saw a trans woman 
in the ward and I'm in hospital. I don't give a fuck. Save my life. Literally. Save my life. Why? We're using the That's, same NHS here. I don't give a fuck. Like, the other day I was in the hospital, not the other day, quite I was in the hospital, I was walking through the ward and I look to my left, I see a man who's wearing just a hospital gown, mm. his butt is open in the air. I'm seeing his saggy balls. Did I care? No. No. Save his life. Honestly. Save his life and put his balls away. What do I care about? <laughs> what do I care about? So why do you think that like I'm just trying, I'm confused. Why is this, why is this top you of your agenda? What? But do you know what though? This it's is not on fear, the agenda. It's fear, mon- fear mongering. Oh yeah, 100%. And I'm not going to lie, like, as we're talking and as we keep continuing this, I have to remember that we unfortunately are the 1%. Are, yeah, we're the 1%. A lot of people do not feel this way and what he's doing and what they're doing is very similar to what Trump did. Donald it's very Trump. similar yep. to what they did pre-Brexit. They they pick at things that aren't issues. Yeah. And they make them way bigger than they are. Yeah. And all the the silent majority rise the fuck up every single They get triggered time. every time they fall for every, every time. time. They're so stupid. I was like, right. like like they felt this is Brexit. I'm like, you guys, they said that now we Brexit- have to get fucking business they said that Brexit was going to be this and they were going to have all this money to put back into our NHS. And yes, NHS is crumbling. It's at the worst it's ever been. state it's ever been. Yep. But Brexit, no? Brexit, But Brexit, no? Surely we have all that money back. Bro, Surely. You lot that had the second homes, the second homes in Spain and Benidorm and wherever, you had to run that back. You weren't happy. Now we've got to wait extra long in the queues when we're going to all these EU countries. Now all I'm of, not even bro, that to me that shit. to me isn't even the main thing. Like traveling, cool, whatever. That's Travelling very much long. that's very much for like the government uh, 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 the few. My main issue is now that we've left the EU, we stuff have. like gro- like inflation on grocery rights. shopping. In our for grocery shopping, yeah. why do you think that shit's so expensive? Business rates, everything has gone shipping, the fuck food, up. It, it, the whole thing made, made no, no sense. sense, and we're still we're in a worse off position that we were in if we just fucking stayed. Yeah. But what did the government do? They focus on things like look how much money we're giving, look how many migrants are coming in. We have an aging population, Literally. an aging population. Literally. That means more people are exiting the workforce than they are coming in. Yeah, we're not. People aren't having babies like they used to have babies. People are going into retirement higher than they're coming into the workforce. Yeah. So stuff like immigration and migration, that we need shit it. actually helps us. Yeah. That keeps our economy booming. Booming. Because if we have a brain drain, do you know what the fuck's gonna happen? This whole country will fucking crumble. But Every, it is all, happening. Their though. retirement funds, all of that money that they're gonna, they're going to start taxing your shit. Of course. They are. They're already trying because they can't afford. They can't afford it. They can't, bro. They're already trying to do all of that. That's so stupid. And you see, because because our generation is so clued the fuck on, everyone's looking for an escape. Hundred percent. Everyone's moving to different countries now. People are now doing remote work. Catch me in Dubai. That's what I'm gonna say. I'm gonna move out there. Dubai, Canada, Berlin, like Germany. Like, so many countries are offering Je m'appelle si c'est soir. I will learn French. <laughs> I will learn French today. Literally, like, countries are offering all of these incentives because what what point is there staying in the UK? And None. I think the UK needs to remember, like, London is our hub. Girl. But you're not that girl, though. We're not. You're not that girl. London is the hub. But if Be you serious. take out London... Bro, be serious we're not like you ain't that girl. we're not like china that have like shank all these multiple cities you ain't that, that are booming. we don't have that and it's really really crazy to me because do you know what i even there was this um one of my friends told me yeah so at their workplace they like there's a trans woman that works there mm-hmm. and that my friend is muslim and they're muslim and 
like I think there's a stereotype that Muslims aren't really for like people who are religious. I'm not gonna say Muslim, yeah. But people who are religious aren't really for trans rights, if that makes sense. Yeah. But my friend is for trans rights because yeah, yeah. Why not? They're woke. Yeah. Um. So like her white colleagues will constantly ask her. Oh, what's your view? Yeah. What's, what's your, your views on like the chat? And she's just like, I have. I done. don't. You know. Yeah. And because they're like, oh, she doesn't have any, they now feel comfortable enough to express their views. So one of their main issues is like the trans women using the female toilets. The problem and I'm like, in my even... house, right? I don't, I mean, I don't have any men that live in my house right now. Yeah. In my house, if my male friend comes over, my dad's here, brother's here, whatever, mm. we'll use the same toilet. Yeah. If I go to your house where you have a brother, I'm going to use the toilet and your mm. brother's going to be there. I might walk in. I'm not saying I have, but I might walk in and the seat's up. I'm going to put that shit down. Yeah. I don't see what the problem what, is. Where, where, <laughs> does, where does the issue lie? So maybe they felt it was so much of a problem that they like sent emails to the manager and like now it's being talk, like, talked about, okay, like what can we do? And I'm just like, make the toilet gender, gender neutral. neutral. There's, no neutral. There's no gender. Just make Anyone them gender would... neutral. Yeah. Like, so who else have that? And I, no, I feel fine. Going I to just the don't understand what, like, someone going to the toilet is going to do. I know these are the same people that are smiling this trans woman's face, one hundred percent, and go to the pub with her after. That's so, but have bad. A, so have such an issue with her using the toilet. That's so, which bad. is why I'm like, when I see stuff like this, I'm like, you know what? People this isn't appealing exist. to us. Yeah, but people are eating this shit up. Gobble They're up the loving dinner. it. Gobble. They're loving it. And it just shows how backwards we're going because deeper, like he's literally saying these people have no rights. Mm. These people should not exist. Mm. Imagine if they were saying that about black people. Do you know what I mean? You can't say that in this day and age. But mm. once upon a time, they were with chest. Mm. So it just shows you like, he knows that saying this, that's hate speech. But he's not going to go to jail. It is. No, this, he this should is go hate to speech, jail. yeah. He should go to jail. Yeah. But he's in a position of power where he can say whatever he wants and nothing's going to happen to him. Mm. But if anyone else was to say that, if he was to make, if he was to say that about a specific government, like the Israeli government, for example, or anyone was to say that or condemn what was happening in Palestine right now, mm. you're not going to have a job as PM. You're going to have to retract that statement tomorrow and issue a You'll be whole apology. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But you can say whatever you want about the trans community. You can say whatever you want about migrants. You can say whatever you want about the refugees. And it's so upsetting. And speaking on Palestine, I've seen a lot of people, obviously this week, a lot has been happening in the Gaza. Mm. Like, and I've seen a lot of people come out in solidarity, obviously sticking, staying with the Palestinian people because yes, what is happening in Israel is very, very unfortunate. No, I do not think that war is okay. War is never okay. On both sides. Yeah, on both sides. Like, war is not okay at all. But do I defend, and do I defend the people, you know, defending themselves? Like, yes, they have every right to defend themselves. And I also, I also want to touch on this as well, because I think I've been, my, I've been really, it's the ground on this case since everything kicked off over the, the weekend mm-hmm. i think what's annoying me is how it's being reported as well everyone's focus is on do you condemn hamas attacking israel do you condemn these attacks rather than actually looking at the systemic history mm-hmm. that has been going on in palestine for years for, ye- for 75 years yeah it has been called by the un by human rights groups by um um un unhcr mm-hmm. Amnesty International, yeah. different 
organizations, NGOs, they've all said that what is happening in Palestine is an apartheid. Yeah. It's an apartheid. We all know. We all know. But everybody is focusing on Israel. Why? They do trade of Israel. Yeah. Israel um, has loads of money. They trade money. arms. They trade so... So the fact that Palestine and Hamas, a small group, has been a... Like, you actually have to look at it in relative to yeah, how large they are. what's actually going on, yeah. Israel is fucking huge. And they occupy and so much. So much. <laughs> and they have been occupying so much. Well, yes. In Palestine, they couldn't move around freely. At to all. go in and out, they have to be checked. Yep. People's homes are being taken off them for no reason. No reason. There's no resource. They can't get jobs. Take they away have been, their light. They water. have literally... This is... Nothing. What, this is nothing. what I call like even an ethnic cleansing. It is. It's it an is. ethnic it cleansing. Is. It is. They literally want to kill out the Palestinian race. Yeah. And Palestine are standing up for themselves. So 100%. For me, I'm not pro violence. I'm always about negotiation. But Palestine has held up their end of the bargain. They have signed treaties. They have said, and everyone, every single Western country has told Palestine, just wait. Just wait. Just wait. That's and in their waiting, it's been getting worse and worse and worse. Yeah. Imagine just to move from A to B, they have to go be checked in these... Uh, by who as well, you know? By the Israeli police. No, no, but that's what I'm saying. By, by Israel, why? Exactly. Why? Exactly. Why? Why? why can't the two nations just exist in and peace? And it's not because they don't want to exist. And do you know what's so... It's because Israel has been occup- illegally occupying Palestine. Like if, what, what Palestine used to be in comparison to Israel, Israel has slowly been eating away at what was once Palestine. There is no... There's Palestine nothing. Palestine doesn't even exist. It's a slither. Literally. If this carries on at this rate, if what happened today did not happen and it was carrying on at this rate... I kid you not, in the next 50 years, Palestine will not exist. And you know it's so upsetting It'll be a story in the Bible. the Palestinians gave Israel what they have. They gave they them welcomed they them in, didn't they? They welcomed them. Wasn't it... Didn't, wait, didn't they had nowhere to go. Yeah. Wasn't it like after yeah. the World War? Mm-hmm. They had nowhere to go. And they said, okay, you can have this bit. Yeah. And then they were like, mm, I want that. I want all of it. And that too. And, and that. And that. And that. And that. And no one said anything. Yeah. And that's the thing. When it comes to... All of this is diplomacy, but like when it comes down to it, like it's about what you have in your resources. If yep. you are resource rich as a country, there is nothing that you cannot do. Mm. And the government don't, governments, like these people in power, they don't, they don't care. Like you're, the people of Palestine, unfortunately, are collateral. Yeah. And it's really unfortunate because as Naya said, we've been seeing this happen for over 70 years. Mm. And you see that, and Israel like, it's crazy to me because like whilst all of this has happened you'll still see like tourism for Israel when come and visit Israel and, why do I go to Tel Aviv? You know, what's wrong with doing that? I, 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 I cannot I'm not denying that maybe it's a beautiful place but Stunning. what you're doing to these people they just do not deserve it and I couldn't even imagine what like because I have people like I know people who are like Palestinian and I can't even imagine how they must be feeling mm. like imagine it's so frustrating like and i guess as well like because of what's happened within nigeria with like your tribe there's like bits of it that you can probably possibly relate to and why it's even harder for me is because israel actually supported biafra it was one of the only countries that supported biafra which is Mm. strange to me because you saw what was happening in biafra yeah and you support us you sent us money you sent us arms you sent us food yeah you can do this to i want to understand like what is it why We'll never know, but like, we'll why? Know. We'll never know the true answer. But what what I find like really crazy as well is that like there are people. Obviously, everyone's talking about it on social media. Like, mm. how the fuck are you not? But there are people who have spoken about it in support of Palestine, oh. and their co-workers have seen it and gone to message their um, employers. 
like, oh, I don't like, you know, that this person tweeted this. And their employers, rightly so, come back and been like, you've been reported. Um, we're not going to sack you, even though this person wants us to sack you. Mm. But just letting you know that we stand by you and like what you're tweeting. A Palestinian went into work with like a, I think it was like a Palestinian hijab or like some type of Palestinian something. Mm. And people were uh, offended by people it. People were offended. End of the day, like, violence, is, violence is never the answer, answer, but supporting Palestine seems anti-Semitism. Which is crazy. Which is just the most bizarre thing ever. That's why, but I feel bad for Jeremy Corbyn. I saw a video of him the other day, literally today. Oh my God, they were asking him. And they were asking him, do you support the attacks of Hamas? They're like, you're asking such baiting questions. You mm. want a headline, Jeremy Corbyn supports terrorist group. That's what you want to see happen. Rather than focusing on the core issues, like every Western news outlet has had the exact same line of questioning. I see the exact same man, the Palestinian representative representative ambassador on Sky News, on BBC News, on Channel 4 News, Mm -hmm. and it's always from the exact same line of questioning. Yeah. Do you condone these attacks? Why are you, and his response has always been, why are you focusing on this attack when this has been going on for 75 years? Yeah. Millions of Palestinians have been killed. And I've heard nothing. But the minute something happened in Israel, everyone's up in arms. Yeah. And I can't lie, like, it's what we spoke about in, I think it was, I can't, I don't know if it was two episodes ago, but we were talking about, like, why these terrorist groups even fall. Exactly. You know? Like, if the work had been done, maybe what happened over the weekend wouldn't have happened. Do you know what I mean? And I think people are angry, rightly so. They've seen for 70 years. That's gen- That's, a, that's gen- like three generations. generations. That's like three generations. Children have grown up and all they've seen is war. Yeah. And you're war. surprised that they want to attack? They've, give, they've had peace. They've tried. They've tried. Yeah. They've tried. And I think it's so unfortunate that, you know, sometimes you've got to really get to the thick of it to be heard. And I think in everything that we've spoken about today, the young girls, you know, the trans rights, mm-hmm. it just seems like we we can talk and we can talk and we can say things. And that's yeah. why I said earlier, like, maybe we need to fucking write it. But like... We need to be like the French. We keep saying this. Not, not the black people, though, our white allies. Yeah. <laughs> um, because, hello, they will arrest us. Yes. And you guys, I do not have that privilege of bouncing back to work. Y'all can do that. Yeah. But, you know, and I think it, it does get to a point within society where... People are just fed up. Mm. Like, people are fed up. Right now, the trans trans are being under attack. Right now, the Palestinians are under attack. Black girls are under attack. Women were under attack. And, you know, we're under attack from so many different angles that you can almost feel helpless. Yeah. And That's why for a long time I stopped talking about all of these issues, to be fair. Mm. It was just like, I'm talking about it and it's not getting any better. So do you know what? I'm just going to focus on things that I need bring me joy yeah and stay in that lane because if i talk about anything else it will rile me up the wrong way i ain't got the time honey which is why i think for me we're trying to fight for this love no more bro i'm not trying to fight for this land but i'm trying to fight for my people and i think i will as although i do feel helpless i think it is important for us to continue to speak about this and to continue to advocate for this because i was actually it's like what i was saying to you last time about Mm. why i was actually upset that both of us actually didn't get into politics because... Ew, we, I would never do that. I'm so pretty. I hear it. But we need Sorry. people like us who are passionate, who care, who look like us to be in the room. And that isn't going to happen from us. Like, it didn't work out for us. But if you are that person listening, like, 
we need pe- we need people like us in the room. Otherwise, 100%. things aren't going to change. Hundred percent. They're not going to change. And it, it can be frustrating there. So do what you can with no. A hundred percent. It's it's frustrating and it is an uphill. It's a climb. <laughs> yeah, it's a climb. No, for real, it is the climb. But once we get one person in there, we can get ten and twenty and thirty, and then we will be represented. Gotta shake it up. No, we really do because sure the world can't continue to get to shit and we've got to be stay educated and inform ourselves and inform our community so when it comes time to vote in the local elections the mail whatever election it is or when it's time for our voice to be heard we come out in numbers stand up because we can't be the minority anymore stand up we can't gotta stand up next thing you know he's gonna be saying something about black people and that no one's gonna say shit (laughs) imagine that was us he was saying black because she said multiculturalism Y'all need to forget about that. That's what she said. I do not. So most cultures and that is not my word. I do not know what that means. I don't understand that. Right. And when they change Black History up to Multicultural stop, Week stop, at school. Stop, 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 stop. <laughs> Our school changed stop. Black History up to Multicultural Week. That was really offensive. <laughs> oh my God, that's too funny. No, but like. And there was the white teachers that supported it. Of course Black it human. was. Of course it was. I just think it's, it's And crazy. he's got an illness now, so that's his karma. Yeah, that's what she said. She was like, multiculturalism has failed because it allowed people to come to our society and live parallel lives in it. Huh? What? Yeah, that's what she said. What do you mean parallel lives? As in, like, we... Basically, like, having diversity and, like, embracing other cultures has allowed people to think that they can come here and be themselves. But they can't. She's weird. The Home Secretary. This is what you lot wanted, Suella. Y'all wanted this? This is what y'all did. Like, it's crazy. And that was oh. in D.C., she said. She said that in Washington, D.C. But she gave her speech on migration. She's crazy. Yeah. Psychopath. She said, oh, she said, oh, you know, saying that you're gay isn't enough to have asylum anymore. Even if it's like, you can, you know, die. Be killed. By, yeah, be killed. It's not enough. Like, that's not enough anymore. That's crazy. Be, just because, you know, there's racial stuff happening, it's, it's not enough anymore. Like, that's the world we live in. Mm. Deep it. Like, there are a lot of people that we know that would not be able to be in this country if it was under this government. Our best friend being one of them. My dad probably being... Our parents. True. Our parents would not have been able to be... We would not be here if it was this government. We would, she True. wouldn't be here. What? Because how does my dad have a passport? He came here, what, in his 20s or something, and he got citizenship passport whatever you mm-hmm. think you could get that now how how facts how so yeah guys stay informed man like do your part do your thing do your thing hey yeah but you that was the so. that was the shade that seems as a shade we should we did the man today nah fuck the man fuck man. the man i don't know when the next election is but i'm ready i'm gonna stand up when the when the elections come around we're gonna we're gonna make sure and apparently, we, and make sure you register to vote if you haven't. Yes. Do you know what I'm working on that? I work on that campaign. Do you? Yeah. Really? When you're single registered to vote things, that's my campaign. Oh, I love that. So I do do my part. You know, kind in of. different ways. Yeah. Nah, there's definitely, we can all do our part in different ways. Yeah, right. Even get your voter ID, yes. register to vote in your local area, double check when your local elections are. Just, yeah, support man. Even we I was can, don't say, complain if you're gonna do nothing. No fact. I was even gonna say like what I've started doing is going to like 
food banks as well and like just even volunteering an hour of my day mm, that's like nice. just to help so like if you have extra change food banks really do need stuff and especially like for young babies so if mm. you can buy like pampers or like milk formula or if you have extra stuff like i would definitely encourage everyone even if it's one thing to buy something and drop it off to a local shelter because when i went the other day there were so many mothers and i'm not gonna lie it was really bad like I nearly cried. I nearly broke down. It was so bad. And I used to do, I used to volunteer when I was in uni as part of like my dissertation. Mm. So I was like, you know what? I have more free time now. Let me just see. And it's, as you said, like 50%. It's, it's, it's awful. But mothers, young mothers especially, they really need support right now. They really need support. <sighs> Guys, that's too, that's shade. If I talk about this anymore, I'll be sad. No, don't be sad. We can all help to help one another. It's just about community. Like, if you can volunteer, do it. If you mm. can afford to give someone something, do it. Like... Do your part. Do your part. Even do if it's a pound. Like, honestly. Like, literally. Donating to a charity. Yeah. Do it. Anyway, guys. That was Tina's Slice's show. And we'll catch y'all in the next one. I love you loads. Bye. Bye.